Welcome to the Person and the Power podcast with Pastor Tim Johnson, as he invites us to cultivate a deep and profound relationship with the Holy Spirit of the living and loving God. After 25 years of ministry, Pastor Tim's desire is that all of us would experience both the Spirit's transformational intimacy and the supernatural activity in our daily lives. Now, here's Pastor Tim. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. (laughs) That should cover it, right? Wherever you are and however you're listening, really do appreciate all the support. Surprisingly, uh, for me at least, people have texted and commented and in person have said how they relate to the stories or how they were touched or how they learned something. And I just really do appreciate uh, the support. That, and again, we don't. I'm not doing this podcast because I'm such an eloquent speaker. <laughs> not even close. Not doing it because I've got nothing else left to do. Just want people to know the incredible power and the personhood of the Holy Spirit. And so, if it touches you in any way, shape, or form, praise God. Uh, would love it. Just pass it on and let folks know. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this new series. We'll get to this here in just a, just a couple of minutes. Uh, we wrapped up uh, chapter 6, 7, and 8 of Romans. Whirlwind tour, whirlwind trip. Uh, yeah, it only took us seven months, eight months to get through three chapters. So uh, again, we'll introduce the next series starting today. Here in just a moment, it should take us probably three years to do this one. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to that. Hey, I wanted to make sure you all know about a gala. Gala, gala, whatever word you use, it is coming up for the Joshua Center, November the 4th. So it is a week from this coming Saturday. It will be in Greenville, Indiana. There's information on the Firmer's Chapel website. There's information on the Joshua Center website for sure. And if you just want to text me, I can send you in the right direction. The menu is off the hook. One of my dearest friends in the world, great brother in Christ, David Thomas, will be the keynote uh, you want to hear him. He has such a deep passion and a deep heart for the Lord. And he has such a way with the words because the Holy Spirit is inspiring those words. And also, we're just going to have a great celebration of what the Joshua Center has done and what it's doing and what it's going to do. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at how I see the hand of God on the Joshua Center, raising up spirit-filled, biblically sound leaders for a culture that desperately needs such leaders. So I would encourage you to check out the gala. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's still room to uh, reserve a table and and come out and support this ministry. So also, I want to encourage you to um, just thank you. Let me say thank you first. Holding in my hand is a book (laughs) called The Person and the Power. I have a proof copy of the, the 52-week devotional that the Lord placed on my heart several, several, several months ago, and it should be out to be ready to be published, ready to be ordered off of Amazon. It, it's going to be on Kindle, uh, and, and it can be a, I think it's ready by the end of November, and it will be good to go for Christmas. So all your Christmas gifts are taken care of. Amen. So anyway, it's a 52-week devotional through the book of Acts, roughly half a chapter a week, but then tied with that is a seven-day Bible study for that section of Acts. 
And then along with that will be 52 videos that will connect with each week's devotion. And so it's pretty unique. It's a, it's a hard copy book if you want it. It can be, again, on Kindle. But you can access those videos and you can also uh, really dig deep in that Bible study and then, and then be encouraged with those weekly devotionals. So uh, again, something that's a labor of love the Lord placed on my heart. Uh, almost surreal that I have a book that the Lord placed on my heart a few months ago and it's already in my hands. So it's crazy, actually. So appreciate all the support and the encouragement. But I do encourage it to think about getting a hold of it when it's ready. Like I said, it'll be, it should be ready to order, order sometime around Thanksgiving. And just because it's, again, my heart, my heart, my heart is to introduce you to the person and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? All right. Well, let's pray. And we're going to jump right in. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you for the morning the afternoon or the evening, wherever we are. We thank you for your precious spirit, your um, good spirit, and your vitalizing spirit. We're going to learn a little bit more about that spirit today and I think through the next several weeks. So we thank you and praise you for how you work in our lives and we ask and pray. We do surrender this podcast to you. We surrender this time to you. So that you can do your work in us to transform us into more and more of like Christ in every way. We love you, Lord. We thank you. We trust you in Jesus, your mighty and holy name. Amen. So I'm going to give a shout out to my oldest daughter, Merit, the Colombian missionary, the engaged bride-to-be. She's going to get married in June to a great young man named Jekyll in Colombia where they are doing ministry there as the full-time missionary from Firmers Chapel. But Merritt and I were talking, and she asked a question earlier this week about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit being poured out, of course, in Acts 2. But where do we see the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament? And again, I start thinking about that, and I thought, well, I could think of several immediately beginning with the one we're going to look at today. But I started thinking, I wonder how many people do know how many times we see the Spirit in the Old Testament. Because I think sometimes we think, just like so, unfortunately, I think we think, you know, here we are, Christians of a, of a trinity. That's going to come in really, really handy here at the end of this podcast. So the trinity, three, three and one, one and three. You know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. One substance, three persons. It is a mystery of how that works. It is a mystery, and in fact, it's a stumbling block for so many, many people and so many other faiths where they want to separate in such a way where there's a linear understanding of God, right? Top, middle, bottom. And that's not correct. There is no greater than. There is, like I've said many a time, equilateral triangle. Bring out, you know, pull out your geometry skills here. But an equilateral triangle, an equilateral triangle is has three sides, and each side is equal. Each side's equal. You take out one of those sides, you don't have a triangle. You change the the the, the distance of that side, one side, make it different than the other two. You don't have an equilateral triangle. So. So as best as we can, understanding the Trinity in that way. So, 
as my daughter was asking, and we're, I started thinking, I said, you know, that might be a really good podcast series, Finding the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. We spent seven months in the New Testament, Romans 6, Romans 7, Romans 8. I think we're going to spend a little bit of time here in the Old Testament finding the Holy Spirit. Pretty cool. Um, I do want to encourage, <laughs> this is going to be fun. Um, so uh, we're going to start where, come on. I mean, if you know me, you can already tell me. You can already shout it out where we're going to start. If you know me at all, Genesis 1. We have to start at the beginning. Now, I don't, will we go chronologically? Maybe. We might. I'm not sure yet. And we'll see how the Spirit leads us, right? But I can I can tell you that there are several times that we'll see Scripture, we'll see Scripture point directly to the Holy Spirit. And I think so often, as I finished this thought a few for a few minutes ago, we unfortunately we really have this idea, and we really do. So many, too many people. And this is the reason for a podcast called The Person and the Power. This is the reason for a devotional Bible study with videos called The Person and the Power. Because I just think we, we, we just fail to understand the beauty, the powerful beauty of the Trinity, of the fullness of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Co-equal. Co-equal. Because I think we think that sometimes Jesus showed up on the scene in a manger in Bethlehem, in Matthew. That's it. That's it. God the Father took care of business in the Old Testament. Jesus shows up, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He kind of takes a break, right? He goes home and takes a break, and he'll come back in Revelation, right? He'll, he'll finish the job in Revelation. But in the meantime, they're going to send the, 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 third cog, the third part of the wheel, and that's the Holy Spirit. And something kind of weird, kind of wonky, uh, in, called Pentecost, which... Eh, you know, it's not a big deal, you know, it, it, maybe for those people who have that name in the church, Pentecostals, but for most of us, Pentecost is like, yeah, it's that weird thing, you know, where Ugh. we don't want to say it, tongues. But anyway, uh, there's this tongue thing going on, and there's this speaking in different languages, and there's this, we completely misunderstand, and honestly, we obliterate the idea of and the concept of, of, uh, of Pentecost. Because, as I've said before, as we've taught at Joshua Center before, the whole reason for Pentecost is salvation in the name of Jesus. You know why I know that? A, it says it. And B, you know the whole reason for the, the book of the Bible? You know the whole reason for every book of the Bible? Salvation in Jesus. The whole purpose, the whole of, the whole purpose of all the whole book is so that men and women might be saved by the power of by the blood of Jesus Christ. So as I've said before, uh, the will of the Father is that all would be saved, the work of the Son is that all can be saved, and the work of the Holy Spirit is the work of salvation can be applied to all. That's the beautiful, powerful unity of the Trinity. Amen? So, but we don't know that. We really don't. In our churches, I think we really fail to understand this and grasp this real strong orthodox view of the Trinity and the work of the Trinity. And so, again, we, we, don't we, we do this, don't we? we? We compartmentalize the Trinity. Father takes care of business in the Old Testament again. Jesus shows up on the scene for four chapters, takes a break, we'll come back and take care of business in Revelation. Holy Spirit comes in, in, in one chapter, Acts 2, and that's really it. 
<laughs> that's really it. Acts 2, kind of weird. That's why we can kind of leave the Holy Spirit out of our lives. That is just, but as much as maybe, I hope, you're sitting there thinking, that's just ludicrous. But let's take a real honest poll of people in the pews, people who call themselves to be Christian, people who are Christian. There's just not a good biblical understanding of the fullness of the Trinity. So, And I think a large part of that is focused on the complete refusal to understand, maybe even the, uh, the lack of understanding of the Holy Spirit and how, what His role is in our lives. So all that to say, perfect, I think a perfect place to have a new, uh, to have a new series in this Person and Power podcast for how to find or finding the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. And we start in Genesis. And just to let you know, in Genesis 1-2, you see the word spirit. We'll read the verse here in just a second. So if you thought, so if you thought, if you thought that seven months was a long time to walk through three chapters, Romans 6, 7, and 8, I just want to let you know that there are at least at least 377 occurrences in the Old Testament using the name Spirit. At least 377. Strap in, buckle in, get a snack, get comfortable. <laughs> this could be a series to end all series. Jesus may come back before we're done with this one. All right, so let's go to, to Genesis 1-2, all right? Um, and we really can't do Genesis 1-2 without doing Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 1. Verse 2. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Wow. So right there, at the very, very beginning, and you could connect the dots so many times in the New Testament, John 1, 1 and 2, uh, this beautiful uh, prologue of the Gospel of John, the Word um, uh, became flesh and dwelt among us, or uh, the Word was God, the Word was with God. Um, and so you can connect the dots so many times, but let's just really stick to the, to, to the Old Testament here. And this one verse, and I just want to... Just jump into uh, to the to some Hebrew if you're okay. Let's just kind of look in and see what what the Hebrew actually says. Um, so listen, listen to this. And so when you if, so if you were to do, and I would encourage you to do this. And this is what you will be invited to do many times in the Bible study of the Person and Power Devotional Bible Study Book, is to jump into Greek and Hebrew. And it's really it's not hard. To, Greek and Hebrew can be hard if you have, as deep as you want to dive in, but it's not hard in this day and age to find an app or to find something that helps you understand a little bit more about Hebrew and Greek. And it's like an onion. It, you just peel and you peel and you peel and you get a wow, wow, wow. And so like that, uh, again, several, that if you look into the this, if you just simply go to Genesis 1-2 and you literally find that one word, Spirit, or Spirit of God, and you do a search, you will find, whoo, and I'm looking, I'm scrolling, I've scrolled five, six, now seven, eight times on my laptop, um, already looking at definitions um, uh, of Shekinah, which is glory, uh, uh, the angel of God, 
Um, the word, by the way, is ruach. Say ruach. Uh, it's spelled different ways, but I've learned I, I've learned how to spell it. Uh, R u a c h, and uh, you have to clear your throat. You know when you say ruach, and um, it means so many different things: breath, uh, wind. Um, it, it, it means spirit. It means a moving force. It means a blast or blast, blast of breath or um, a, a tempest. Um, but here's what it means specifically. And this is the beauty of Greek and Hebrew. This is what it means specifically in Genesis 1 verse 2. Two things. The energy of life, vital power. The energy of life, vital power. So, from the very beginning, we see the Holy Spirit as the energy of life. You do know that it's the Holy Spirit who woke Jesus from the dead, right? We see this in Scripture at least two different times, if not three, where the Holy Spirit rose Jesus from the dead. I like to say, you know what a dead man can't do by himself? Get up from the dead. A dead man needs some kind of resuscitation, or in this case, a resurrection. There's only been one resurrection, really important word, only one, and that's Jesus. All other, all other dead coming back to life has been resuscitations because they've all died, or they will die again. Uh, but the only person who came back from the dead and stayed alive and will never taste death again is Jesus. And that's the promise of us, right? We will receive the second. We'll be the second fruit. He's the first fruit. We will be the next fruit. We'll be the second fruit. But we will we will receive that blessing just as he has already set that out for us uh, and, he, and as he walked through that resurrection. So energy of life, vital power. Say vital power. Why do you think there needed to be such power and energy? Well, look at these three words. The earth was formless. Okay, The earth was empty. And the earth was dark. And again, we're just going to go really, really quick. But again, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at the Hebrew. So formless means confusion. Listen to that. Confusion. Formless. There's nothing but confusion. Okay. It can also mean chaos. That's one of the more common translations of that word formless. Void. You know that void, that, that word void would be, and interesting, that word is boohoo. Boohoo. Wow, isn't that kind of interesting? Boo-hoo. And it means emptiness. So you, when you're empty, boo-hoo, right? There's the, this sadness, like a depression. And, it's, and it's, there's this emptiness. So formless, void, and then darkness is the, is the third one. And it means obscure or cannot be found. So dark, they're just obscure. And, and, and so once again, if you think of this vital power, if you think of this energy... What does the energy bring to chaos, order? What does that energy bring to emptiness, a fullness? We always talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, isn't that interesting? Play on words, right? And, and, and so then the third word, darkness, is obscure, right? And what's the Holy Spirit bring? Light. And you're found. So I think that's so critically important. We cannot be found once was lost, but now I'm found. You can't be found without the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who helps find you. 
convicting you of your sin, leading you to Jesus, the work, the finished work of Jesus on the cross and through a tomb, so that you can be saved. The Holy Spirit is the one that applies the blood to your life to cleanse you of the stain of sin, not this, not your sin habits. You're, you don't need Jesus for your sin habits. You need Jesus for your sin stain, because it's the habits that come from the stain, right? The stain is what uh, you need help with. Um, any good self-help book can help you deal with habits. You don't need help with habits, um, not from, from Jesus. You can do all that without Jesus. Thousands and millions of people have broken bad habits without Jesus, but you cannot get rid of the stain of sin without the blood of Jesus. And who applies the blood of Jesus? Yep, the Holy Spirit, the vital power, the energizing force, the energy the energy of, of your life. All right. So just even from the beginning, don't we see? I mean, these three words... These three words, formless, chaos, void, empty, darkness, obscure, they point to the work of the Holy Spirit. And it, 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 it isn't it interesting, and it is, um, that the, the Holy Spirit is referred to as that force and that energy, that power, uh, because that's what he is able to do. Um, and, and so this word hover, and let me, let's go here to hover real quick. We've got a couple of things to do here. Uh, and uh, our time is already, we've got five minutes. We could do this. I could, this is so fun. So, so we've got Ruach, say Ruach. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Spirit. And then hovering. Let's go to hovering. Hovering is Rakoff. Rakoff. And, and, uh, and it's, it's just, once again, you got to cough. You got you to know how to cough with Hebrew. And I love the word rakoff because it's only three times in all of Scripture, um, and all three times are used in these. And each of the times, there's a little bit different translation. Number one, to soften. Somebody say soften. Number two, to break. Hmm. And number three, to fertilize. Come on, to fertilize. So the Holy Spirit was softening the chaos. And, and, and the emptiness and, 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 the, and, the, and the darkness. He, the Holy Spirit, he was softening. And why was he softening? So he would break it. And after breaking, he would fertilize. Fertilize with what? Energy, life, vitality. What do you do when you plow? What do you do when you break up ground to plant? Don't you try to break up the ground, and you better hope that's soft, right? Otherwise, that rototiller is bun jumping, jumping, jumping. Uh, I've got about 15 stories of rot. I got 15 rototiller stories. Uh, um, when, um, yeah, where <laughs> we'll talk about those later. But the Holy Spirit is softening, the Holy Spirit is breaking, and the Holy Spirit is fertilizing. Come on, come on, oh, and, and so that's my prayer. For all of us is that the, right now even the Holy Spirit is softening and breaking and fertilizing any area of our lives that would be formless, void, or dark of His energy. Come on. My prayer is that the Holy Spirit, and that should, should be your prayer as well, that the Holy Spirit should, we want the Holy Spirit to soften, to break, and to fertilize, to hover. Holy Spirit, hover over, fill in the blank of any person's name. Holy Spirit, hover over them. Now listen, the Holy Spirit doesn't have to hover over believers. Why? The Holy Spirit's inside believers. But the Holy Spirit is hovering, still hovering. Come on, still hovering over, um, over people to try to soften their hearts, break their hearts, and fertilize their hearts. Come on. Um, 
last concept here really quick and we'll pick this up next time uh with next week i can't wait even for next week but say shalosh now some of you already know what i'm about to say shalosh there are uh, there's a hebrew number for three the number three there are three things on the floor uh, there are three tacos on my plate um but shal- that's not the word shalosh shal- shalosh means the concept of three Okay, get that? It's the concept. It means basically that the fabric of three is woven into the world. Oh, friends, this is really important. Pay attention. The concept of shalosh is the, the fabric of three is woven into the world. So basically, the energy of life, the vitality of life is woven in all of creation. And why would that be? Why would that be? Why would there be such a shalosh? Because the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, were all at work in creation. All three persons of the Trinity were at work in creation. Think about it. Think about it. Think about all the threes. I'm going to challenge you. This is how we're going to end. I want, you to, I want you to find examples of Shalosh. And I want you to text me, tell me, or, or somehow let me know what, th- what they are. Let me give you a couple. Okay? Just, just give you a couple. How many layers of our skin are there? Three. How many trimesters of pregnancy are there? Yep, you got the answer in trimesters, right? Three. How many stages are there in photosynthesis, the process in which plants convert sunlight to energy? Three. How many states of matter? Three. Solid, liquid, gas. How many states, how many primary colors? Red, yellow, and blue. How about, let's, how about, let's play a game. Let's play rock, paper, scissors. Hey, read a bedtime story to your kids, The Three Little Pigs. Hey, the next time you're at a red light, a stoplight, look at those three colors, right? Yep, red, right? Yellow, right? And or red, orange, red, is it red, yellow, right? Yeah, red, yellow, and, and, and green. Ooh, Olympics are coming up. Gold, silver, bronze. Why are there threes? Shalosh, my friend. Why Shalosh? Because the Holy Spirit, the energy and the power of the Holy Spirit, the work of the Son, and the creative genius of the Father, all at play in all of creation. Find an example of Shalosh. I challenge you. I dare you. And in the meantime, pray that the Holy Spirit will soften, break, and fertilize any and all areas of your life, and the areas of other people's lives. If there's anything formless, if there's anything void, anything dark, the Holy Spirit can bring energy and life to all those areas. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Pastor Tim is the co-founder and teaching director of the Joshua Center, a leadership training ministry which provides deep biblical roots to great movements of God. He's also the senior pastor of Firmers Chapel, a country church by a creek, reaching 13 countries on four different continents for Jesus and his kingdom. Join us next time as we grow deeper in the person and the power.